struggles, pain, all that just makes you stronger. You know, you sh- you shouldn't have to be afraid of it. Um, you know, just like now, we're all going through through this these difficult times. We're gonna come out stronger at the end of the day. Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Sanderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hey, it's Ariel Anderson, and I'm super excited that you guys are all here because today, Yandri Tavares is going to be talking about a very important topic, which is about debt-free behavior. But really, it's not just about that. It's about doing something incredibly brave, jumping off that cliff, and trusting that you're going to make it all work. And I have been wanting to share this with you for many weeks. And with the fires and evacuation here in Northern California, it's, uh, you know, it just wasn't possible. I wanted it to really be right and ready for you. And now it is. Uh, before, we, before we jump in and I tell you a little bit more about how we met and all of that, I, of course, want to say thank you for being out there around the world. You are what makes this show great. You are the reason I don't quit, even though I'm working uh, sometimes six, seven days a week right now doing a COVID job, so is months, and it's you know been pure madness. And uh, it's, uh, it's just the part of the show, part of the story, part of our world that we're gonna reflect back on, which is how I look at every mad moment, <laughs> is the moment when you get to look back on it and say, huh, that was funny, wasn't it? Uh, right? Right, that's what we have to do, because right now we're in the middle of a science fiction movie. And uh, so I just want to say thanks for, for being out there, for subscribing. Like you're going to, you know, if, you, if you're new, then, you know, definitely hit that subscribe. And we've got quite a variety of things that come out here. And uh, I love sharing other people's stories with you when that's possible. We have another great mom coming up. Um, in some weeks and uh, just a little coordinating between countries and but you you make the difference just being out there listening and paying it forward in different ways to your kids you know by making choices different or the same that you might have before feeling reinforced feeling supported know that we're out here I'm out here and I want to do what I can to support you. And if there's, if you want to write me and say, I really need to show up about this, then you're welcome to do that too. Uh, you can write me on Instagram, IP underscore parenting, uh, or just even, you know, press record and, and let me know because I'm semi-active there <laughs> as much as I can be. Anyway, so uh, Gandry and I met actually in somebody else's beta class. I've been going to a lot of different beta classes and master classes and anybody who's been listening or on YouTube, um, uh, knows that I have been, you know, doing over a thousand hours in the last year, just exploring and seeing what people are up to and, and you know, searching within myself to see what, what makes sense. And we met in this beta course, I think it was with Amy Westbrook and a uh, lovely soul, by the way. And I hadn't even seen Yandri's face. I just saw her story or heard her story. And then I hadn't seen her. I hadn't really met her, but I thought, ah, oh, I just got this feeling. You know, when you get that feeling in your belly, I said, I have to talk with this woman because she's so brave. And so that's what we're doing. So she has on Instagram, debt-free behavior. And she is uh, a very dynamic mom 
coordinating and juggling various things in her life. And she made some brave choices and inspired me so much. Uh, even if this story isn't exactly your story, there might be a moment in time you can be surprised at, as Mats and I can attest to. You know, we've gone from five star to no star within a couple of years, and you just never know what's going to happen one direction or the other, whether you just become incredibly uh, debt-free and, and uh, successful, or it can go the other way, and you just never know. And so just remembering how to be brave and jump off that cliff, I think, is... Um, fantastic and if you're kind of <laughs> struggling right now during COVID then you might find some super helpful things uh, in this inspiring story so let's just jump into this because I've been talking for a while now uh, and so let's jump in here and see what is interesting for you and I can't wait for you to you know, can check out in our comments how you can connect with her if this is uh, something that you'd like to dive into more she is sharing a lot of information on her website and otherwise you know you can catch me on instagram to see what else is going on these days and i'm going to have that program coming up for midlife pregnancy if there's somebody that's interested please pass that on i'm going to put a link in for a freebie for people who are wanting to get started on that on their own and uh, whoever is in that list i will be letting know the secret launch happening in the next few weeks uh, with some very high touch coaching program and I'm super excited about that too. So let's just dive in and meet this amazing mom and woman, Yandri Tavares. So welcome <laughs> Yandri to Imperfect Parenting. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored <laughs> that you're here. I would love for you, uh, I just want to launch right in because um, time is precious and I know that our listeners, I know out there you guys are wanting to know what the what your story is, um, you know, just a little bit of background before we launch into why I contacted you and connected with you and why we started the conversation and thought that it would be interesting for other moms out there, other parents. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about what brought you to this moment in time? <laughs> yeah, so um, my name is Yandri Master Mihaly, and I am a personal finance blogger, um, full-time mom, wife, employee, <laughs> a little bit of everything. Um, I've had to learn the hard way how to manage my finances, and now I'm trying to help others with the lessons that I have learned so that they can um, either avoid some of the mistakes I made or just improve their personal finances in general. I think that's so, so needed right now. I just like, I remember when I heard your story, just a piece of it, you know, even I just, my, my, I listened to my body more than even my mind. It was just like, Oh my gosh. It just, it, it sort of lit up because I think there's, two ends of the spectrum sort of going on right now. Either people have too much work because, you know, there's just uh, leaner teams or their business is, you know, over thriving. Sorry, that was my daughter in the background. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, things have radically changed and they're trying to figure out how to not drown during this time. And I think that if you haven't been in that position, you know, some of us, you know, started out where we had to be creative in our lives and some didn't, you know. <laughs> Either way, knowing how to navigate, um, not just these times, but any times where something might shift or you realize 
you're not happy where you are and what do you do next? How do you support your family and your dreams at the same time? Or, you know, uh, there's just a lot of us live paycheck to paycheck regardless of how much we make. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed, it's like a woman's purse, right? You know, you can fill it up or empty it out, empty out the bank accounts or fill up the purse regardless of the size. <laughs> so it's the same kind of thing. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what you figured out and yeah, just uh, how yeah. the journey's going. Yeah, so let me just, um, I, I would say I would have to start, it, it all started for me in 2017. Um, I found myself house poor, <laughs> very nice house, but we didn't have money to afford um, going out or, or going on vacations or just buying any of those wants um, that you might want. And, and I, I realized, I said, well, we have a house, but, we, but we're living paycheck to paycheck and everything is so tight. That's not, that's not the life that I want to live. That's not um, what I want to teach my children. Um, so that's when I started doing a little bit of soul searching just within myself. If, is this what I want? Is this the life that I, that I'm, how do I feel with my current circumstances and um, what changes do I want to make? And I realized um, our finances needed, needed a change and um, started doing a lot of research, reading um, books, blogs, listening to podcasts about other people that were also dealing with um, debt and personal finance and just learning a lot about the topic. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And I figured that I didn't really know anything <laughs> about personal finance. <laughs> they don't really teach you much in school. And if you don't have that upbringing from your family, you're kind of just thrown out there um, and to figure things out on your own as you go. So um, that's how things started out for me. That sounds like a lot of time <laughs> that you were digging around and looking for information and uh and where did that lead you what came next after the researching and the figuring things out what step did you take or what did you do well um you know how sometimes we love to read and do research but we don't do anything with the information yeah we call it like the collector you know collecting i, I yes. do that too like collecting the information and then Yes, I, I was definitely collecting, but not really doing much until um, in 2018, it came to a point where I had to leave a toxic work environment. And I made that decision, even though I knew that our finances were, were going to be affected. And um, once I made that decision, that's when everything really started crumbling down, because that's when... Um, we realized, wow, we were we we're just hanging on to a thread um, because of how bad we were managing our, our money. So at that point, that's when I started getting serious and saying, well, you know, I decided to leave this job and I'm going to move forward, I'm not going backwards, I'm moving forward. So what do we need to do? What do we need to change? Um and we quickly realized that the first thing we needed to do was we needed to get rid of our debt because it was um, keeping us ensla enslaved in this lifestyle of 
working, paying bills, working, paying bills. And that's not what we wanted. Um, so that was the first thing we realized. We needed to get rid of a lot of debt. And then another thing was that we needed to increase our income. So we we attacked it from both ways, increasing our income and reducing our expenses. Um, so at that time, I was going to college to complete my bachelor's. So while I was at that job, I was doing my degree. And when I was um, graduating, that's when I pulled the plug and said, okay, I'm ready to go. So left the job, completed my bachelor's, started looking for, for work, higher paying work. Um, and then at the same time, we started making budget cuts started um, the dead snowball method, um, started um, cutting out, going out to eat every weekend, vacations, just all these things that we thought were normal. But in reality, we were just funding that lifestyle with our credit cards. It wasn't, it wasn't really realistic for us. So um Another big change that we did was um, my husband decided to switch careers totally. He was a teacher. And as you know, unfortunately, teachers don't don't get paid enough for, for all their hard work. So it came to a point where it was like, okay, well, do you go for the passion or do you go for for what's going to, you know, pay the bills. And and we had to make that tough call and he decided to change careers. And it was the best thing. It was the best thing um, we did. So he went from working, um, teaching to moving into construction. And um, a lot of people criticized us for it, but even his family was very um, opposed, like, how would you, you know, you went to college for this. How are you going to, you know, but at the end of the day, we were looking at, um, we were looking at how, how, how can he move up in his job and teaching? It seemed like there was a, there was a, a ceiling that he wasn't going to go up anymore. So we decided that that was the best thing. And it was, and, you know, it turns out to be that that was the best thing. Now, years later, when we look back, um, we can see the benefit. Um, so those were the ways that we decided to attack our situation because we realized that we didn't want to do this on a long-term basis. We wanted changes quickly. So um, I was feeling so bad just inside with myself and, and the way that we were living that I wanted to get out of that situation quickly. So a lot of the things that we decided were pretty drastic. Um, so that worked for us, you know, obviously that doesn't work for everyone and I don't recommend that, but I do recommend that whatever you need, you feel you need to do, then go ahead and do it. You know, for me, it was, I don't want to be stuck in this for another five years. I want to get this done two years top. So that's why we need to put in that extra effort. Wow. Can, can I just say like, just in really have to say how incredibly brave both of you were. I mean, that's some big action and scary and, and yeah, families and friends often are like, we want you to be safe. What are you nuts? So I just have to say like, it was amazing because that's so many people think about it, but you were talking about the 
action and the thinking about it, it's um, terrifying and exciting. But you also talked before about how things sort of fell into place. You know, I think when you're sure about something, when you really decide the universe, God, whatever it is that you pray and believe to believe in, here's that. When you're like, nope, I don't want to do this anymore like this. Um, and how can I ask you? Yeah, that? you're so true. Yeah. Well, you you'd mentioned that, and I just thought, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. You have to be willing to jump off that cliff and trust that some you're going to land on something soft-ish. Um, and how long was the was the process where you felt like you kind of the, you felt the shift? Well, um, or maybe you're still we, working on it. I don't know yeah, where you are. Yeah, we're we're definitely you know I think we're you know we're definitely still working on it, but I have seen major changes. You know, one major change. One of the things we decided on, we we were doing the budget because we were doing the snowball method. Um, husband got a new job and we were working on it, but it still didn't feel like enough. So that's when we decided, okay, we're going to sell our home. <laughs> and that's why I say these are drastic things, right, that we decided um, and made sense for us. So, you know, we sat down, we had these tough conversations and we did the numbers and we said, you know what? we're going to sell our home. We haven't been living here that long. The market is, is booming right now. We're going to make a good profit. It's going to give us such a big windfall for us to meet our goals. Let's do it. Wow. And we did, we sold our home, um, July, 2019. Um, and with the money we made, we put all of it towards paying our debt. We paid off our car. We paid off, most of our credit cards, we paid off a personal loan. Wow. <laughs> so it gave us such a, such a good, you know, such a relief from a lot of weight that was holding us down. And um, it was interesting because we found, um, we, at first we were, you know, the whole selling process. I'm not sure if you're very familiar with it, but when you sell a home, you list it and you think, okay, you know, I still have a month or two months, you know, to figure out what I'm doing. We actually got a cash offer. <laughs> wow. Within the, the same weekend. So we had, so closing was scheduled for 30 days. So we had to find oh, wow. a place to live within 30 days of listing our home. So we ended up, um, the only thing we can find was this two bedroom apartment. Um, and we just crammed ourselves into this two bedroom apartment. The kids were sharing a room you know, third floor with the dog and everything, but all the sacrifices um, we did, they paid off at the end of the day. Wow. So we moved into this apartment in July, 2019, March of this year. So not even a year later, we were able to buy our second home. Wow. <laughs> so it, it paid off, you know, it paid off because Selling our home gave us that windfall to kind of see that progress, you know, where we could take all, all these these bills off of our back. Now we can go back to saving, getting our finances ready so we can um, own again. And it's the best thing we did because now with COVID, you know, who would have thought, right, that we would have been going through what, what we're going through now. But now... Um, we're homeowners again. Um, something different that we did too was that we didn't buy at our max um, affordability. So we right. only um, did it basing um, our 
our mortgage payment on on one of our incomes. So now, yeah, so now we feel very comfortable because we're not at at our max. We don't have all the debt we had before. And we feel like we can we can save. Um, so it was the best thing we did because if we were in the situation we were before now with COVID, I would have <laughs> I would have had a heart attack <laughs> with all the stress. So you wow. know, right now we feel very comfortable that we can pay our our bills, we can pay our mortgage, and not have that just have that um, flexibility. Um, to know that you can still have money left over at the end of the month, not not having so not feeling so constricted. So um, we still have uh, maybe like we still have like two credit cards left, which were like the ma- the biggest ones, and we have um, ve- a very small amount of student loans, and and that's it. So. We feel like all the little things we did, all the sacrifices we made really paid off. It's it's really been a, a blessing for me and my family. And that's why I'm so invested in, in teaching others and helping them so that they can also feel the benefits of living a life with purpose and not letting debt or your circumstance, your personal finance, um, circumstances control you but you be able to control and decide where you want to live and how you want to live your life oh I love that and and that's uh it's so key because I was actually just explaining to my Swedish husband the mentality in the U.S. compared to Europe because so few people have credit cards or student loans or all the things that most of us have here. It's a different world. And I said, you know, it's set up. We end, you know, you get trapped. Exactly what you said. You kind of get trapped inside of the debt. And uh, I have noticed, I was, you and I talked a little bit before and I had told you that I I'd noticed some friends of ours, their whole marriage transformed. I actually, oh, wow, this is what I remember at the beginning of their marriage. This sort of beauty of interconnection because due to some just the way things happened during COVID and having more time together and, you know, not, as you were saying, not going on holiday and not doing all these things. They saved money just by default. They ended up doing some of the things that, that you were talking about. And they were the people that I remembered and, and I thought, I am so happy for them. So I'm, I'm curious. And I, I just looking at, we know that finance, what is it? Death and and money. and I mean, No, there's like some, some top things, uh, financial peace and, ex-families or whatever it is, the top things that really deeply affect relationships. I'm wondering for you, if you notice some of that, like, did it release, I mean, I'm assuming it released some tension, but do you, do you notice a difference inside your house and your relationship now that you've made these just massive, brave changes in your life? Yeah, definitely. Um, they say that money is like the biggest um, cause of divorce and, and it is. You know, because when we were going through um, that difficult time, I felt very, I, I was, I resented my husband a lot because I felt I couldn't leave um, my job because if we, if I did, we weren't going to be able to um, afford the lifestyle that we were living, right? So 
a lot of the things that um, I would say to him or how I would react to certain things would show the underlining um, issue, which was the money. It all revolved again to the money and the fact that I wanted a different lifestyle and I felt that I was stuck. You know, I felt that we were going to be stuck in this in this life of debt and just living paycheck to paycheck and not being able to do the things that, that we really wanted to do. But when we started having these um, honest and heartfelt conversations, we realized that we both wanted the same things. It was just we were kind of just living day by day, right, reacting to what life brought into us instead of really sitting down and saying, Hey, hold on a minute. This is our, these are our goals. This is where we want to be. This is how we're going to get there. So now we feel like our relationship has just become stronger. We have a, a stronger bond because we work together through these difficult times and our, our marriage just came out stronger. We feel like, we can connect with each other, um, communicate with each other, put a plan in place and implement it. And just seeing that, um, it has brought us so much joy and so much more um, just happiness in our marriage because we're not, um, there's not this underlining issue that is not being um, surfaced. We're being completely honest with each other. How did you, how did that start that conversation? Like, how did that ball start rolling where something shifted and you had that more real, more authentic, or however you want to describe it conversation to start down this road? Um, it's I hard think to start. Yeah. It's hard to switch yeah, gears for a lot of people. You know, you've been kind of in that, not fight or flight, but you've sort of been in the tangle of it. And then, you know, to do you step back? Like, how did you do that? Yeah, yeah. I think it all started because um, we were thinking about um, moving. We were thinking about moving to either another state or another country. And that's when we realized, wait a minute, we, we can't do anything. So it kind of opened up conversations about where, why, well, why can't we do this? because of the situation that we're in. So we, we don't like the situation that we're in right now. So what can we do to change it? So just talking about your hopes and dreams, that's when you realize, well, hey, how are we going to get there, right? Um, you know, we're not just going to magically appear, right? We have to um, figure out what's wrong, what needs to be fixed, what needs to be changed, and when I was doing all this research about personal finance, I was always talking to him about it and just telling him like, hey, you know, I just learned this today. And he was very receptive to all the information um, that I was sharing with him. So that was also something that was really helpful. That makes a big difference. And I'm wondering if you noticed any difference in your kids between before and sort of the shift and Definitely. Yeah, we have a teenager. So he's been very aware about all of our personal finance issues. And he's learned a lot. Um, he's learned a lot about just managing your finances and, and trying to avoid debt. Um, so for for you to be able to experience that as a young as a young 
teenager, I think it's been giving him a lot of valuable lessons that he can take on to in, in, in his adult life because now he doesn't have to go through what we went through because he's already seen <laughs> what it's like. So I think that it's it's been very good for him. Um, my daughter, she's still very young, but I, I learned something from from this whole situation with the kids. It's it's that it's not about giving them stuff. It's not about just throwing money at them. It's about spending time with them, dedicating them your your time and, and energy because even now my daughter says, Oh, I wish we were at the apartment so I could sleep with my brother. <laughs> and I'm like, you have such a beautiful, but it's the little things like that, that they love, you know, they loved how we were all kind of, you know, closer together. Right. Um, so it, it really shifted my perspective because I had the mindset of, well, you want to give your kids bigger and better things, right? Well, you didn't have, you know, sometimes we have that mindset that you want to give kids things and that's not really what they need. What they really need is they need their parents. They need you to be there, to be present, to dedicate them time and to enjoy that, um, that family unity. Absolutely. It's a, Great perceptive. I'm glad you know your 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 kids and especially your teenager who is more aware. But it's you know even your daughter is picking it up. You know in some one way or another, she feels the difference in your energy, the tension between the ah what are we doing and where, who you are now. And I'm not surprised that they <laughs> miss the little apartment because I've heard that a lot from from kids. You know when I was working as a teacher, uh, how often they would say the Prada phone is nice, but having my parents is number one. So it's really cool that you guys are experiencing that. And how often kids, it's a rare thing actually that um, kids are getting a chance to be there for that transformation. Like you said, being in the middle. Yeah. And they just massive. Yeah. And they just um, appreciate things so much more, you know, like my, my son, he, he craved having his own room and having his own space. You know, and now that he has it, he can value that. So a lot of the times um, you need to um, make sacrifice. When you make sacrifices for something, you value it more. So um, so now they have that 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 understanding that things in life don't just come easy. You have to work hard for everything. And once you work hard for something, you value it even more. Well, and in an age of entitlement, you know, there's been, you know, before all this COVID thing, um, and even now probably, there's just this, you know, I should just get everything. I, you know, I, you know, we see it around in our circles as well. And and I, th- I'm really happy that you opened, you were willing to talk about this piece because uh, there's a lot of parent. I, I can imagine that you know you out there listening. There's this fear that if I'm not providing this amazing house and whatever the things are that uh, we get wrapped up in thinking are the what shows our kids that we love them or whatever. Um, what if I can't provide that? What does that mean? You know, especially when you've got split families and there's this sort of, you know, stuff going on. And and I love hearing this because uh, I I hope that people can realize by listening to your story 
you know, what if I let go and sort things out and then come back to it, that there's a positive on the other side of that. It's not just because people get focused on the struggle. If I give up my job or if I <laughs> sell my house, what if, what if, what if, you know, this sort of, um, anyway, so I love that you're you know, putting that out there because there's this need for reassurance. It can work out, you know, be brave. Yeah. You just have to, yeah, you just have to throw yourself out there. Um, and, um, just know that struggles, pain, all that just makes you stronger. You know, you, you shouldn't have to be afraid of it. Um, you know, just like now we're all going through, through this, these difficult times, we're going to come out stronger at the end of the day. Um, and you know, that's life. You, you can't be afraid of struggles because everything in life is a struggle. It's either you're going to be struggling, um, unhappy and living a life that you're, you, you, you're, you know, you don't want, or you're going to make the sacrifices to that. They're really meaningful for you. But at the end of the day, everything's a struggle. You could be struggling to pay your bills or you could be struggling just me living paycheck to paycheck or you could, you know, struggle a couple of years and really, um, you know, put yourself out there, do the work that needs to be done. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to pick your battles. Which kind of struggle do you want to um, do you want to go through? And which investments you're willing to do because this was the struggle was also an investment. You invested in your family, your sanity, your relationships, you know, so much by making these sacrifices or making these big changes. Um, and that's it's a big leap for a lot of people that sort of trust in the universe, trust in the process or what may happen. And yeah. And what would you say was the easiest part inside of this? shift that you did in your family? Hmm, the easiest part. <laughs> well, let's say easiest and the hardest. <laughs> you can do both. <laughs> um, I think the easiest part for me was to spend more time with my family because sometimes we feel like we have to do things. And even now we're learning that, right? Oh, I have to go on vacation. Oh, yes. I have to go out to this restaurant. Oh, I have to do, 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 do. It's like we, we can never even relax <laughs> when we're thinking, when we were supposed to relax, we can't relax. So just, you know, just spending more time with the family, not having to planning activities that didn't require, you know, didn't require for us to spend that much money maybe a walk in the park, maybe going to a lake, just even researching things that we could do that were really low budget. You know, at the end of the day, I valued that the most important thing was spending time with them. It wasn't about the material things. It was, it was about the quality time that I was spending with them and just getting to know each other more, even a family, family game night, little things like that. You know, we started doing inviting friends over to our home instead of going out to eat. And, you know, people like that stuff. At the end of the day, we, we had a blast. It was like, okay, well, you bring some soda and I'll, you know, I'll make dinner. And it, and it worked out. So at the end of the day, you have to get creative um, to do things that are out of the norm, right? But 
you realize how much money you can save when you do things a little bit different. Um, so I think that was one of the easiest parts. Um, <clears throat> now, one of the most difficult things was definitely mindset, changing my mind, um, just shifting from that, oh, I have to do what everybody else is doing, or I have to drive a certain car, or I have to have a certain home, because if I don't, how are people going to to see me? Um, just switching that mind frame and and really changing my my money beliefs. I think that was the hardest thing. But once I was able to get through through that change, then everything else kind of fell into place. That's a big one, though. <laughs> That's where most people yeah. get stuck. I mean, in in all realms of life, whether it's work or home or, you know, is really shifting that because it's even a scientific thing, right? You know, we've got like, we, we get wired to doing things in a certain way, thinking in a certain way. Any, yeah, definitely. Any, uh, do you want to throw a tip out there for our, our other stuck people or <laughs> people looking to make a shift? Any, something that you might've done that, uh, worked for you? Well, I feel like I had to really take a step back and view myself and my actions. And then once I kind of took a step back to to view the way I was behaving, I could kind of see where the where the behavior um what were the motives behind it. So for example, let's just say I want to drive a new car, right? So I'm thinking of, you know, to myself, but why did I get into this car? Why am I paying this um, monthly payment that I can't afford, <laughs> you know, just to get from point A to point B? And when I started digging deeper and digging deeper, that's when I started realizing that a lot of the behaviors that I was on, right, the actions I was taking really had more to do with how I wanted to be perceived by others or how I wanted to be accepted or how I wanted to fit in. And um, once you realize that, then you can make the necessary changes. So you really have to dig deep and, and look within yourself and look within your soul and say, why? Ask yourself, why am I doing this? And sometimes it just takes you stepping back and just observing yourself <laughs> and seeing what these um, habits that you have, what are these beliefs that you have, and then um, reframing them. Wow, that's strong. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> because, no, because it, it's funny, we were just talking about this today in, in one of my coaching groups, this sort of um, how our identities, some sort of, we, we sort of assimilate, you know, with, you know, that fitting in without even fully realizing it. And sometimes what can happen is that our values are not fully aligned with our actions. So this why that you're talking about is so important because, uh, yeah, because it can change your life. I mean, that's, that's massive. If we did that every time we're about to make a decision, like a bigger decision, like a financial or other decision, um, imagine what life at home and in the world would be like. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, it just, it requires time, right? And effort. 
And sometimes we're just go, 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 right? We're running, running everywhere, running yes. to work, running to get the kids. And, and it's like nonstop, right? Sometimes we just need that that break to just stop and really think about what am I doing with my life? And is this where I want to go? This is where I want to be at? Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, it takes a lot of um, work, science sacrifice and determination, um, courage, but it's all worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> I mean, just I can see the expression <laughs> on your face and I can imagine, you know, before when you're feeling that tension of um, next paycheck, next paycheck. Uh, and I just want to say too, like what, what was, uh, how did you make that space for yourself? Like, did you think about things in the morning? Do you pray, meditate? Like, what is your, do you go for the walks you mentioned? Where would you get your space when you were making decisions or working with the mindset? How did you get your space? Well, one of the things that we had to do, because um, my daughter is only four, right? So she was one by, at that time. One of the things that we had to implement was bedtime because I felt like I was on go all the time. Oh, amen. And it was yeah. like, <laughs> it was like, um, no, I need some space to, to, to be with myself. So um, we implemented bedtime eight o'clock. And that was the best thing we did. Because after eight o'clock, I could sit down, have my glass of wine, read a book, do my prayer, meditate, all the things that I felt like I, I I didn't have the time to do before because I was just on on go all the time. So once we implemented that, it took a little <laughs> it took it took some hard work at the beginning. But then once we set that um, bedtime um structure, it all kind of fell into place. and it gave me that so needed time. And I feel like as as mothers, we're always giving and giving and giving, and we don't take that time out for ourselves. We might feel like it's it's selfish, but you can't give from an empty cup, right? We have to fill our cup first before we can give to our children, to our husbands, to our community. We have to really take that time out for ourselves. And I think that was a huge um, breakthrough for myself. Oh, that is a big one. Uh, amen, really, because I, I can, I know it's not just me. I am definitely one of those. I'm listening to you and I'm just nodding my head. You're watching me. I'm just looking like one of those dolls in the back of the car because I, I honestly, our daughter is a late night person and it is so, even if we put her to bed earlier, she's waking up and I and hear myself saying things like, no, now it's mommy's time. <laughs> you're, you're, this is mommy's time. Mommy needs this for sanity. And, and the difference between when she doesn't nap or something and I get her to bed at eight versus, you know, 11. So you said it took a lot of work. Was it just being consistent and persistent about that process? Was there any trick that you did? Oh, because, yeah. Because I have a lot of people who've contacted me who are like, my kids go to bed at 11, 10. I'm going crazy. I'm exhausted. I'm working till one because I need that two, three hours afterwards. And then you're not sane, you know, so. Any, yeah, any yeah, tricks no, there? That's, it's any not offerings? healthy. <laughs> No, it's not healthy at all for, um, so yeah, it was definitely con consistent, um, and working as a team, right. My husband and I, because 
you know, kids are very smart and they know, right? They know where to, you know, they know who they can get away with things. So we really had to work together and say, this is bedtime. And um, we put her to bed. She would cut, you know, she would try, uh-uh, we go right back. And at first it was just, you know, doing this over and over and over and over every night, um, you know, two to three hours until she finally got it. She finally got to the point where it was like, okay, I'm, I'm either, I'm going to stay in bed and sing and laugh and talk to myself, but I'm going to stay in this bed. <laughs> and, and it's true. I mean, like you can do whatever you want, but you're going to stay in your room in your bed. So you don't want to go to sleep. That's fine. But you're going to stay in your bed, in your room. So Did she um, come out saying, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty? Like, were there a bunch of excuses why she was out there or when she came out? Yeah, she, tr- yeah, she tried. <laughs> um, but we, we just kept consistent with it to the point where she was like, yeah, I can't with these people. <laughs> Good for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. just, you, I, I. I'm so thankful for you coming on here and just talking about all these things. I'd be like, oh, I know so many people who are going to be like, yes, I need to somehow get my kids to bed earlier. And, you know, talking about the, the um, different things that you've put out there as well as well for, for debt. Uh, and I see that you, I don't know if you think about it like this, but maybe because I'm quite focused on the, the choices and the mindset and the, and the things that we do that end up really affecting not only our mental, but our physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And I see and I hear so many choices that really are transformative for all those. Because if you sit in a job too long (laughs) that you don't love, when you're sending that message to your kids, which most of us are like, dang it. I mean, it happens, but you know, you hope to be able to send them a different message. So you have done this. You told your body and your family that, nope, this isn't what we're going to do. You were, you jumped off a cliff. You showed that trusting in whatever the universe or whatever you believe in is powerful and your relationship to your partner, to your kids, and even, and even the way that they're functioning in the world. So many choices to uh, bring vitality and, and health. And so many people will find themselves getting ill because they, they came to these choices and they weren't ready or for whatever reason, they didn't say yes to it. And that happens to all of us. It can happen. Uh, and when you listen to what something inside of you is saying and you just go for it, uh, you know, instead of getting body illnesses or having an accident or all these things that the universe does to kind of knock us into a reality check, like change your life. It sounds like you made some good choices or I hate to define it as good. Let's say you made some choices that um, allowed things to open up. And I'm really excited to, uh, yeah, share that story. I, I would love to, before we say goodbye, I would love to ask one just not off topic, but something you mentioned earlier. Could you just briefly explain what a, what snowball debt is? You said snowball debt something. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the, the dead snowball method is a, it's a, a method for paying off debt where you take, um, let's say you are paying the minimum on each credit card, right? You have three credit cards. You're only paying the minimum on them. You pay off extra on one and keep paying the minimum on the rest. So once you complete paying off that first credit card, 
whatever you were paying on that one, you roll it on to the next one. Keep paying the minimum on the rest and you keep doing it like that until it becomes a, a <laughs> snowball, right? <laughs> so, so you kind of knock them out one at a time. Cool. So um, that was definitely beneficial for us. There's a couple of other, some people like to pay off um, high interest credit cards first. Um, you know, it's, it's probably the smarter, the smartest way to do it. But for me, we wanted to get that, um, mental gratification, right? You want to feel like you're making some progress. So with the snowball method, you definitely feel like you're making some progress when you can knock out one card at a time. Neat. Thank you. I just, I was like, oh, I have to ask her what that is. I'm sure we could Google it, but it's always nice to hear from you, your, your version of it. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. So can I ask you, do you, did you notice your energy levels change at all from before you did all this and now? I'm just curious. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I was tired all the time. I was feeling sluggish. I was feeling, um, just very unhappy and, and it transpired in different aspects of my life. So, um, definitely my energy levels are, are way higher now. And even, um, now with the, with my debt-free behavior platform, I feel like it was something that I always wanted to do, but I could never put myself out there. So now I feel like I have that, that, energy and then um courage to do so because when you don't feel good in the inside you can't help others <laughs> so um it's definitely been a big big change for me thank you so tell tell me since we you know you mentioned it and we we're getting there anyway tell me so if i if if our listener out there says okay i'm gonna go and click on her website so what's gonna happen how would it look that whole experience of um connecting with you and looking for solutions or, you know, tell me a little bit more about what your work is about now, as far as that piece. So definitely, um, I'm more active on Instagram. That's how I first started. Um, I first started just putting little posts on Instagram here and there. Now I have my own website where I have my blog, where I'm going to going to more into in, in depth into all these different personal finance topics. So if people go onto the website, they could go onto the blog and I'm really getting a feel for what topics people are interested in through Instagram and Facebook and just different connections with people. And then I'm going on to my blog and really researching these topics and bringing in not just the research, but also my personal experience with it. Um, so I feel like um, I can give my listeners more of a practical um, view on things and different tips and tricks that actually have worked for me and could work for them. Where can they find you on Instagram? What What's your handle or your your name? So it's just add um, debt-free behavior. So the website is also the same, debtfreebehavior.com. And the email is the same, um, debtfreebehavior at gmail.com. And what if somebody wants to work with you? How do they, how does that look? 
Like they're going to contact you through one of those and what happens next? If they're like, oh, I love her story. I want that to be me. I'm terrified or whatever the emotions are, the, the feeling. Um, how would that work? So I haven't um, gotten to, to that place yet where I am working one-on-one -on -one with individuals. But I definitely feel like that's something that I'm looking forward to in the future. But for right now, I'm definitely being mindful of um, keeping my plate full enough. <laughs> so for right now, um, I think I have enough on my plate. So I'm not really helping people one-on-one. -on -one. But I'm definitely, you know, through Instagram, Facebook, I'm definitely open to answering questions, giving feedback, but I'm not working um, with anyone personally on a one on one basis. Yeah. So if you guys want to work with her, we uh, write her <laughs> on her <laughs> website or Instagram and let's get her going, doing like a group coaching, a course, something so you guys can get all this incredible knowledge because you guys, I know that if she, knows you're out there, I bet that will be just the next thing that you decide to jump off the cliff with because I see you have <laughs> so much to offer, Yandri. Um, and uh, and you're not, you know, that fast-talking guy from I don't know which country or part of the country who's saying you're going to make, you're going to be debt-free and have a million dollars in your pocket next week. You're a, you're a real person. I feel you over there. You're telling your whole story, and um, that's super valuable. And uh, and which is why I wanted you to, you know, speak to our our parents out there because uh, this story or a version of this story is more prevalent, more you know, common than we'd like it to be. But it really is. It's so many people, and I personally have seen it with my super wealthy friends, you know, who are driving the Range Rover and have the amazing house with an ocean view. And then I find out they're dead broke. They're just living off of credit cards. And then you've got another version of that who are people scraping by, you know, with, you know, in a not so great neighborhood and, you know, one car between them and whatever. And, you know, there's so many different versions, but the same stuff is going on. Kids aren't having access to you because you're overburdened, overstressed, you know, um, the values like you were talking before, the identity and the values and the, you know, reality is not fully aligning. And ultimately we're, we're all looking for answers, right? Like how do we do this? Someone should guide the way. So, um, I'm glad you're putting the blog and the Instagram out there as it's, as it's possible. And, uh, and write her just in case, tell her you get me on the wait list for your future thing someday. Uh, you know, uh, who knows what will bloom. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ariel. I really appreciate you um, giving me the opportunity to come in and talk about my story and just share um, what I've been through. And hopefully this can help someone else that's going through something similar or just sitting there trying to make a change and doesn't know where to start. Um, so definitely thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored to have your story here, honestly. And uh is there any other way that we can support you other than saying, hey, go to the blog and Instagram? Any any other? <laughs> well, definitely, you know, just um, giving me any feedback or any um, questions or topics that you would like to know more about. 
um, that definitely helps to for me to um, tailor my posts to what people really need and not just what what I think is needed. So that's always really helpful. Yes, I love that you just said that, yeah, Andre, because that's so essential as people just kind of sit back and watch. But sometimes you have this burning question and, you know, it doesn't even occur to you like, oh, I could send that to her and she could do something on that. So that's fantastic that you put that out there. Um, and I just would end with, you know, what last words would you have to somebody who um, hasn't yet stepped off the cliff? Like, what do you, what advice or thoughts would you have <clears throat> to leave us with? I would just say, just start anywhere. Just start wherever you are right now. And you don't have to um, have the perfect career or have um, all this money in your savings or whatever you feel like you need to have to get started. You know, just start with your mind frame and then just take it from there. Love it. Thank you so much, Yandria. I'm so, so happy that you uh, made the time amidst your family life. It's the weekend. We're talking. It's a nice day out there, I'm sure. And um, and you're you're sharing your, your wisdom, your truth, your authenticity in such a beautiful way. Um, I wish you guys could see her warm smile, but you're going to see it in the, you know, get a taste of it in the, in the photos that we put up on the, on the blog and the <laughs> podcast. And uh, maybe someday we'll have her on some live video thing. Who knows? <laughs> and it'll be really fun. But anyway, thanks so much and have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Very Imperfect Parenting Podcast. If you'd like a little more like live coaching sessions, then jump into facebook.com backslash IP parents. You can also write me at ariel at imperfectparenting.net or jump on that site for other resources like book reviews and other fun things. If you would just share with one person or let one person know about this podcast, that helps us a lot. As well, we have Patreon with extra privileges and have a beautifully imperfect day. Thank you so much for being out there.